And we're back on Throwback to School. I have no idea what the song is. Welcome to Throwback to School, the podcast where we review things we liked in high school. Or one of us liked in high school and the other one had no idea what it was. And then we say, is it still good or is it not still good? Was it even good in the first place? Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Liza. And with me is Andrew. Andrew, or as he's known, Dumber. Uh, uh which one is which? Is it clear? I think, um, I think if you had to select which one's dumb and which one's dumber, Jeff Daniels is definitely dumb and Jim Carrey is for sure dumber. That's what I was thinking. I think like they are both monstrous idiots. Um, but I do think that Jim Carrey is like dangerously stupid where Jeff Daniels is just kind of like charming and like gullible and kind of, kind of dumb. Yeah. For those of you who don't know how to read your podcast app, we watched Dumb and Dumber Mm -hmm. from 1994 with uh, aforementioned Jim Carrey and Mr. What's his face? Jeff Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Um, This is a movie that Andrew picked. Yes. If anybody was surprised. Yeah. Can you believe it? A movie from the mid 90s starring... Two idiots. Two idiots. Yeah, this was made like what a year after you were born. No. No. Three. Three. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So you didn't see this in theaters. Um, yeah. Damn it, mom! <laughs> yeah, you ruined my life. Yeah. Parents like do better. Raise your kids better. Take them to Dumb and Dumber when they're three years old, and like get a clue because. Like, oh God! I don't know what you think you're doing, parents out there, but this is uh, unsolicited free advice. Take your children to go see Dumb and Dumber. I have a question for you, Andrew. Oh, okay, great. Is this the worst movie we've watched for this podcast? No, no. I mean, no, it's, no, no, certainly not. I. It's not worse than Muggy Bone? It's not worse than, I would say it's thoroughly not worse than monkey bone or saving silverman or like some other movies that i've picked i will grant you this is not a it's not good on like a cinematic scale i also will grant you that that a lot of the enjoyment i probably get from this is nostalgia (laughs) on a cinematic scale okay I, okay, so I was, just, I was just talking to uh, a, a host of another podcast I do, Taylor. She had just watched They Came Together, that movie with Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Mm. And, you know, we're talking about it and we're laughing and we're having a good time re- reminiscing. But, like, we both agree it's not like a it's not a good movie. It's mm-hmm. really enjoyable and I love it. But it's like mm-hmm. not, you know, a cinematic masterpiece. And Dumb and Dumber, I get so much enjoyment from thinking about the jokes, re-watching some of the jokes, <clears throat> but it's not, like, good. You know what I mean? Like, I have fun talking and thinking about it and watching it, but it, I, again, a lot of that is probably nostalgia, because I did see this movie in theaters, I grew up loving Jim Carrey, of and course. loved this movie, and so I think, it, you know... We talk so much about stuff that we watched as kids and maybe doesn't hold up all that well, 
in in adult eyes but there is i do get some some stupid uh enjoyment from this very stupid movie Okay, well, here's another question. Can you believe that it's the first Jim Carrey movie we've watched for this podcast? Oh, that's interesting. I'm very surprised. I was looking through the movies he's been in, and he's been in a lot. Mm -hmm. And we have not watched anything he's been in. Wow. Isn't that strange? It is strange. Because, like, we've been doing this show for three plus years. A hundred years. A thousand years. (laughs) There are 10,000 episodes, so like, and this is the 10,000th and 1th episode, and here we are finally talking about Jim Carrey. I know. I feel like a friend of the pod, mayor of the pod, Kaylin Knowles, big fan of Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey. Oh, I thought you were saying we were a big fan of his. Oh. Also true. Yes, very true. Also true. Uh, Is going to be, is, or has been very mad at us for this fact well he's also been on like what five, 16 episodes and he's never 100 episodes. He's never been like <laughs> let's talk about jim carrey so if he's such yeah, a big fan what the hell hey maybe Kaylin? we have beef with you Kaylin. that's right Kaylin. how come you didn't bring up jim carrey to us you love him so much is it our is it is it us you don't like very much mm-hmm. Kaylin. yes i think that's right Kaylin, are you here Kaylin, hello <laughs> just jumps into the zoom oh <laughs> He's been lurking in the Zoom chat. Um, yeah. So I would say, from my perspective, now you may feel differently, but from my perspective, this is definitely not the worst thing we've seen. I'm glad to hear. Would yeah. you like to take us through the plot? Oh, would I ever. So <laughs> <laughs> The very complicated plot. Cold open. Hope Street. Lloyd Christmas pulls up in his limousine to an, uh, a beautiful Austrian woman. He then fumbles his way into the back, opens the window, pretends like he's riding in the limousine, and asks for directions. And he, of course, mistakes Austrian for Australian, and we are off to the races for this movie. And so the plot is he takes a beautiful woman, played by Lauren Hawley, who he then subsequently dated in real life, Jim Carrey, Interesting. The, their chemistry was electric. Obviously. Uh, so he is a limousine driver by by trade. He's taking her to the... Yeah, she rented a limousine, by the way, to take her to the airport. Um, so he's While take, jumping off money. Yeah. Uh, so she's, she's going to the airport. He takes her. He instantly falls in love with her. And he is like... He notices that she's dropping off a briefcase... It turns out that is money for the kidnappers who have kidnapped her husband, but he just sees her leaving a briefcase. So he runs in, steals the briefcase and he decides he, fi- you know, he finds out when he's talking to her that she's going to Aspen. So he goes back to his apartment where he lives with Jeff Daniels, who also the dumb. Is, who, yeah, he lives with dumb. <laughs> so dumber comes home and he says, we should, you know, like uh, basically he's lamenting about how he's never going to see this woman again. He has her briefcase. And then <clears throat> the people who were supposed to pick up the money follow them home. They decide to sneak out. So then they decide to try to leave them a message. They kill their bird. So when they come back, they think the people, they think like the gas people are mad at them for not paying their gas bill. <clears throat> so they decide that they are going to leave their lives behind and return this briefcase to Mary in Aspen. So they make a cross-country trip 
two Aspen in a dog that looks like, or a van that looks like a dog. And hijinks ensue on their way to Aspen to return the briefcase to Mary. That is a brief summation of the movie. Is this a heist movie? Is this a heist movie? Interesting. Technically, yes, I guess. Like, they steal right? the money. They then abscond with the money. And then they recklessly spend the money. While, while bad dudes are after them. While a kidnapping occurs and, yeah, criminals are chasing them. You know what? This is a heist movie. You're right. This is also maybe our first heist movie that we've watched for the podcast. Um, well, did you, let me, let me ask you a question. Did you get any enjoyment whatsoever from this movie? Mm. Hmm. Your silence is deafening right now. Um, like not I only me. laughed. I only chuckled at two jokes. Okay. Um, and they were like slapstick dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I feel like I would never want anybody to watch this movie. <laughs> wow. And I'm sorry you have nostalgia. Save it for the, it. Save I get, you're not the only one. I think lots of people do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you guys. Oh, thank you for the confirmation. <laughs> Like, is there something wrong with watching me? it? I don't think I've ever watched it before, mm-hmm. which this is one... weird. It's one of those movies where, yet again, it's been around for so long mm-hmm. that I thought I had seen it, and then I started watching it, and I was like, "Wait, what is this movie about?" This would be a rough first time watch, like in your in adulthood. Yeah. I think this is a rough. In a, with a 2021 lens on movie me and like yeah. just comedy in general and i've seen and i have i like jim carrey there's lots of things he's in i i find him fun, funny i think he was a good uh dramatic actor mm-hmm. in a couple movies he's been in uh when they have him on snl i'm always i'm like yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. um and I I did like reading some of the trivia on IMDb. There's a fair amount mm-hmm. that was just Jimmy Jim Carrey just fucking around on set. Yeah. Or excuse me, improvising. Mm-hmm. And and just Jeff Daniels being like, okay, yeah. let's do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff Daniels previous to this was like primarily a dramatic actor and has like mostly done drama post this too. So this is like yeah, a he's real... like the dad. He's like a 90s dad yeah. to me because he's been a dad in various mm-hmm. movies. So this movie is an aberration for him. And for me, like, this was the first time I was aware of him was this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, as a uh, 10-year-old boy, I had not seen Glory or, like, you know, the movies that he's, like, really known for and, like, has powerful, great performances in. He was just Harry, <laughs> you know, Lloyd's <laughs> friend in Dumb and Dumber. So learning later that he was like this great dramatic actor, I was like, really? Jeff Daniels, the funny guy from Dumb and Dumber has been like in other (laughs) movies. And then just to find out, yeah, he's actually a very, very good actor. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, cool. (laughs) I just thought he was this funny guy, but. Yeah. Did you ever watch Living Living, Living Living Color? Color? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that, what I figured. That was where I first became aware of Jim Carrey was in Living okay. Color because that would air on like late night on like Q13 Fox 
they would have okay. reruns of In Living Color. Um, I that's something I I want to like watch now because I've never really watched it. I know of, of it. Mm-hmm. Most of the like early Jim Carrey I grew up watching was like Ace Ventura, Lie Liar, The mm-hmm. Mask. Um, there's a couple sketches. I mean, there's some sketches from In Living Color that are have not aged well at all. Well, I'm sure not. Um, yeah. Like really homophobic, really um, like regressive towards like people with like mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. Which this movie does check a couple of those boxes. Okay. I was so I was watching with a very critical eye of being like, okay, somebody's going to use like the R word that's like, you know, very regressive. Or the F word. Or the F word. And I was I was really on the lookout for like, you know, gay panic jokes or like, you know, somebody calling them, you know, the the R word. And because so much of the of the characters in the movie think of them as like really smart characters that are like outwitting them at every turn. Nobody recognizes that they're just very stupid and they're just like falling into luck in every instance. Right. Which to me is like, I imagine that was like sort of the pitch of the movie, mm-hmm. not so much like it's a heist movie with dummies, but more like it's a couple dummies. They're so dumb that other people are just assuming that they know better yeah. or that they, they're like, they know what they're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because like the ridiculous shit that happens before their eyes. Yeah. This, so the movie is written and created and directed by the Fairley brothers who have gone on to make worse and worse and worse comedies after <laughs> this. So like this was a, this after watching this movie, I was like, wow, the Fairley brothers have the comedy touch. They, <laughs> are able to do what i mean like print they will print money for the rest of their careers and then of course they never really hit the success that they found in this movie um but i was yeah again i was on the lookout for those sorts of things and i was surprised at the lack of like harmful language in this movie Mm -hmm. and you know i i will say the one thing that i real that really struck me is I think there are literally two black characters in this movie and they are standing outside of a seven 11 as like, uh, Jim Carrey's characters goes big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, see ya. Like he, like, it's just, that is the pure, that is the only time you see black characters in this movie is just Jim Carrey saying hello to them outside of a seven 11. And the, the cop right at the end. Oh, that's the right. gal yeah, that, that's right. But that, yeah, that those are the only people of color for yeah. sure of yeah. the entire movie. But like, even almost, though they're supposed to be living in, they're living either in Philly or uh, Rhode York Island, or something? Rhode Island. Oh, so, okay. You know, maybe a little white, and then they go to Aspen, <laughs> Colorado, which is also maybe pretty white. Yeah. So they weren't like. It's not like they're going to cities where it's like you can't show a single. Like they weren't, you yeah. know. Going to a city where you're just like, you can't show a single black person in that area. Like, they're in rural Pennsylvania for a portion of it. And, you know, again, going from Rhode Island to Aspen, Colorado. It's not like... Mm -hmm. But that's no excuse. They're also just, like, to have almost, like, uh, one page of dialogue combined for the the people of color in this movie is is not great. Um, But it is a movie in the 90s. So what can you do? I did, I think, probably the biggest 
uh, offenses I took from this movie. We'll just start with that and then talk about the good stuff. Yeah. By the way, I just like to say that you primed me by texting me. I sent like a <laughs> gif of like them dancing in their tuxedos. And I, I forget what your exact phrasing was. It was just like, just wait for it or something. And it's like, I no, said, no, oh, like, just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm ready for whatever you have to unleash. Okay. So the women in the movie. Oh, objects are pieces of ham they're objects like yeah. they're just they're just a piece of meat on two little leggy sticks mm-hmm. with some lipstick slapped on top yeah. and uh that's offensive um because <laughs> any of you didn't know that uh <laughs> the there are a few that get to talk mm-hmm. but they don't talk very much and they are fooled by these fools somehow yeah um and they're also well like mary goes from like being manipulated by the people around her to pay ransom to retrieve her kidnapped husband to being like lied to slash manipulated by these two goofs into weird dates even though they're not dates because she's married. It's, it's, yeah, it's in service of not letting the kidnappers know that she's like panicking. I don't know why that was so important. Is that, There's, is that what it was? Well, you, if you paid attention to, uh, it's the only time two women talk to each other in the movie. <laughs> it's when oh, shoot. her mother says to Mary, uh, don't be so sad about your husband being kidnapped and don't let the kidnappers know you're sad. So, if, I mean, like, you are right. The women are objects in this movie. And if there's a movie that fails the Bechdel test, this may be, like, in the top 1% of movies that fail oh, the yeah. Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. Oh, for like, sure. Every, char- every female character is talking about a man. Like, the waitress in the restaurant's talking about sea bass. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, the news reporter's talking about, you know, she's talking about, like, a, a little boy in Rhode Island. But, like, every character's line is about another man in the movie. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's like, that is bad. I will mm-hmm. grant you that is bad. And, you know, like, women are objects in this. Like, Mary is purely an, a thing for the two dummies to fight over. Yeah. And the other, um, which is not a surprise, like you said, 1994, uh, comedy written by white men with a lot of white men like mm-hmm. i don't know it's not that big of a surprise um i took huge offense at the uh the bathroom scene oh that is it's gross like it's having a lot of fucked up innuendos about like i i is i think it is homophobic and then also there's like weird hints that like is this supposed to be to make rape look funny like i don't know it was oh oh, that bathroom scene sorry yes there's multiple bathroom scenes sorry uh the one where they're like uh uh it's lloyd who stops at a i don't know if it's a gas station or a bar or something and there's like a message written on the wall that says uh stay uh be stop here at 2 15 a.m for mainly good time or mm-hmm. some shit like that and he just happened to be there at that time mm-hmm. and then the guy who like 
shoves the door open is Seabass from the diner. The, the diner. A guy that they fucked with at the diner and, and he had threatened to kill them. Right. Yeah. And then they ha- they like trick the waitress into charging their plates onto his bill yeah. and then they get the fuck he out. He just happens to end up at a rest stop halfway across the country. <laughs> yeah. Mere days that after time. that. Yeah. Um Yeah, that whole scene which ends with like uh Floyd like creeped down on the floor, sucking his thumb. I like I it, that was just a whole lot of disturbing to me that mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, 1994. Yeah. That's disturbing um and offensive. But yeah, it those is... are the main things that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Uh there were a couple jokes that I did laugh at. I'm trying to remember what they were. I think probably a couple of them are just like random shit Jim Carrey says mm-hmm. in response to someone with a fu- with a funny face, which yeah. is. I wish that was just. If the whole movie was just like that, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, okay, like that's fine. This would maybe do better as like a. Aforementioned, like an in loving color sketch, mm-hmm. like series of sketches where it's just like this character Lloyd Christmas, mm-hmm. re- like responding to people in a very stupid manner like mm-hmm. it, it continues the the trend of women are objects but for me like one of the funniest scenes is the last scene of the movie where they're walking they're walking home from aspen colorado mm-hmm. and a bus full of like bikini clad women pull up in a and they say hey we need two uh boys to oil us you know <laughs> on our like three month country tour uh any you know any any takers and they both have this like look on their face like we've made it Mm -hmm. and then jim carrey goes lady you're in luck there's a town about three miles that way (laughs) and i'm sure there's two guys in there that would be more than happy to take you up on that and there's like okay and they start driving away and then jim carrey's like harry do you realize what you've done and he like runs after them in like a panic and he's like "Ah, stop 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 and then they open the door and he goes you have to excuse my friend he's a little slow the town's that way. And it's just like that, that subversion of expectation, even though they've been that way, the entire movie mm-hmm. is, it just makes that scene in particular. makes me laugh that like, it's just, and then you're like, I guess, you know, like hopefully we'll get our break someday, you know, just like they just are their own worst enemies, but yeah, somehow that is so over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, womanizer but like in such a dumb unrealistic like absurd way that that is funny Mm -hmm. or can be funny it's i mean Um, it's obviously like it i wish it wasn't like a you know you boys can come and oil us up you know for three months and you know touch our bodies i i wish it was a little less yeah you know like treating women as these like oh my gosh can you imagine they've made it, you know, like they get to touch women's bodies for three months and, you know, whatever it's, it's the delivery and the, and the joke structure that is, that is good to me. It could like, it could right. be something completely different. It could be like a, Hey, you know, we're publishers clearinghouse and we are, we're you know, like we a, can a, give a rock band or something. Yeah, we're going to give you, um, we can give two lucky people a million dollars and here's the check. Do you know anybody? And you know, towns three miles that you know what, like it could be anything. It's just, they, it's the nineties. And again, like men's only, uh, desire is to, you know, have a beautiful woman. Like that's, you know, Mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. me, man, me want woman. That's sort of like, 
Yeah, I think that's part of like what's weird to me about these characters that they've created because like at the beginning they sort of I feel like they try to give some like um context to their behavior a tiny bit mm-hmm. I and mean, does not go deep don't get me wrong but they um at the beginning they're in their apartment and they're both like they've just lost their jobs they're just sort of like big losers that just don't know what to do and um and they're like depressed and I don't know they're <laughs> It's not the most fun scene to watch, but then they're like, then Harry, Harry, or Lloyd shares with Harry that he met Mary and that like, he says something like, yeah, she talked to me. Mm-hmm. And then Harry is like, what? Like, like you think that Harry's going to be like, okay, and then what? But actually both of them are really excited that she just even like said hi. Yeah. And I feel like that scene is trying to like explain like, oh, they're just like self-conscious or like, or, you know, mm-hmm. which is fine and fair. Or everyone is. But then they're, I, I wish they had like shown that continuously to mm-hmm. like humanize them a little bit yeah. because otherwise the rest of the movie is literally just them being really gross mm-hmm. all the time. Like, like, yeah, it's a lot of like gross jokes for twelve-year-old little boys. I oh, feel th- like, yeah, this it's is, just like this- the snot and the pee and the poop and the vo- vomit and like the cop drinking the pee bottles and that, like yeah, all there- of that stuff is so gross. There are jokes in this movie that have not aged well for me. Like, the, you know, the, the, <laughs> I forgot that that scene. That so it's Harlan Williams plays the cop. And the only part of that scene that that I get any sort of like giggle out of is Harlan Williams going through the thing when he like takes a sip, like he's just acting like it's changing his body chemistry, like his DNA is (laughs) like an alien, yeah, and just like so like that. But the fact that he's drinking, yeah, their urine is disgusting. The the scene in Mary's bathroom where. uh, Lloyd has given him an entire bottle of I don't know why they have X lax or like on laxative. hand. <laughs> like I know that they they found a lot of money, but previous to that it was like we need to be careful about what we're spending on. At what point did Lloyd go and buy a huge bottle of laxative, and he pours the entire thing into this teacup, which like has some tea in it theoretically. But when you taste that, right? When it tastes it taste weird, but he's just like, yeah, drink the whole thing, and I mean, it just it's it's yeah, it's there are some scenes. Obviously, this movie doesn't hold up well for a lot of reasons. It's gross, um, but I I do have to admit, like, I do get some some nostalgia from it. Okay, my favorite thing about the movie is. When they finally open the freaking suitcase mm-hmm. that they've been, or briefcase or whatever, that they've been schlepping about town, by mistake, like, they're fighting yet again, and he falls down and cracks open or something. Oh, can I tell you my favorite joke from that scene, since we're talking yeah. about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're sitting by a fire, and they're down on their luck, and uh, Harry's complaining about how his hands are really cold. And so Lloyd goes... Oh, here, take my extra pair of gloves. My hands are actually getting kind of sweaty. 
<laughs> and he's just like, you've had an extra pair of gloves this entire time. And he just goes, yeah, we're in the Rockies. And he's just like, and so then he tackles him and he starts choking him. And he goes, Harry, your hands are freezing. <laughs> that, that joke does make me laugh. But anyways, continue. Um, so they finally realize that there's lots and lots and lots of money in mm-hmm. it in cash. And they're already in Aspen at that point. So then they proceed to spend the cash mm-hmm. telling each other that they're good for it. We're, we're going to pay them back. Like, it will be fine, even though it's like millions, of theoretically millions yeah. of dollars or something. And then they just they spend it on the tackiest shit mm-hmm. possible, which that I loved. Yeah. And the fact that they... Co- continuously keep like dropping giant tips to random people in the hotel that I loved like that whole aspect of them just like being like that's not to me that's not them being I mean it's them being dumb because they could just save that like they could Mm -hmm. be it's not really being dumb as much as they're just like not responsible yeah like they or they don't have jobs or they don't pay their gas bills. Like they're probably going to get evicted. Like they should probably keep the money, but who cares? Like this movie is absurd. Yeah. And then they just like spend it on these ridiculous um, outfits and ski gear and the Ferrari. Like, is it rented for her? Did they buy that? Like, uh, it doesn't I, matter. They just show up with shit ton of crap. Yeah. At the end when the, when the bad guy opens the suitcase and it's just like filled like, to the brim with IOUs. <laughs> <laughs> There is an IOU for the car. They did spend $250,000 on the car. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, they keep like, every time there's like uh, someone helping them with their luggage or, mm-hmm. or, or I don't know, bringing them to the, to the hotel room or They're something. tipping them they in just, hundreds. Yeah. They just slap swads of money on, in their hands. And the, the whole staff is like, thanks, thanks. Like walks away that part i really enjoyed yeah. i also like um, that he he's very clear with the bad guy he's like every sense accounted for in those ious so did they like write down like 600 dollar tip you know like yeah. 500 dollar <laughs> tip like is that all but, like also- the taxes like yeah. $58.62 yeah right <laughs> um doesn't he even like he like picks up an iou and like throws it or something and then the other one is like Oh no! Be careful! You're you're missing. A, you're gonna lose it or it's something. It's the it's the it's the car one. He's like, hold on to that one. That one's really you know like because it's two hundred like in his mind. That's as good as cash. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, that that I enjoyed. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, especially the whole like thing with the outfits and mm-hmm. um, which is the gift you sent me of them in the like powder ridiculous... blue and orange in orange tuxedos they look like two otter pops yes like they seriously do. yeah <laughs> um they go okay so they go to a there's a charity event yeah that's being run by the main bad guy that i'm i'm still maybe i didn't pay attention enough or maybe it was not explained properly but that's entirely possible what what's up with the so there's an there's yeah there's a auction charity thing for conservation of 250 species of animals whatever yeah is that related to the kidnapping so because it's done by the same guy the only way that it's related to the kidnapping is that the kidnapper 
is like in with the family and he is the family doesn't know it at this point that's the only way that this is related that event is related at all is just like they just all happen to be in the same room at the same time okay yeah cool cool they go they go to to the event in those suits yeah that was fun yes yeah um yeah, so I, I, of course, recognize that this movie's not good and that there are offensive parts to it. It, Yeah, but, so, okay. Out of five powder blue tuxedos, what would you give it? Mm. You can say zero if you want, or one. It's <laughs> not, you're not going to hurt my feelings by giving it a low rating. Um... I would give it a one out of five. That's fine. Uh, because although I wouldn't recommend anybody to watch it, neither adults or children, uh, I do think that it is important to watch to know about Jim Carrey's. <laughs> Uh, if you're if, cinematography, if you're gonna be a person who is a completionist about Jim Carrey's filmography, <laughs> it's actually important that you watch Dumb and Dumber because it's in there. It shows skills that he has. It certainly does. He has <laughs> skills and he puts them on display in this movie. One of them being acting. Okay, how about you? How many stars? Come on, I'll give be it- honest with the people. The people, my people, my fans, my adoring public, I give this movie two and a half blue tuxedos out of five. It, like I said, this movie, my enjoyment of it is derived probably from nostalgia. If I, it's, it's impossible for me to say that if I saw these jokes for the first time today, that I would either, I could tell you I would for sure laugh or not laugh. I don't know. Cause like to me, I think there are well-written jokes in this movie, but I also don't know if that is because I have laughed at them for the last almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's hard for me to fairly say, fairly say, <gasps> fairly brother say, um, <laughs> that this is that like, you know, it's like, it's, it's the same thing that people you know, like get mad at me because I have never seen the Goonies and I know I'm not going to enjoy the movie as much as I would have if I was a kid. And therefore (laughs) what I have to say about the movie, people are not going to like because they enjoy it from when they were kids Mm -hmm. and they get enjoyment from it as their memories as children. So like, yes, I enjoy this movie, but a lot of that is, is because this movie was something I watched a lot as a kid growing up And, you know, I, like I said, get some laughs from it, but it is a bad movie. It is, it has its problematic moments and I want it to be better. It's not, but I do still, I, I, I do get some enjoyment from it. So two and a half. Did you see the second and the third ones? I've seen the, the, so there's a prequel, Dumb and Dumber Er. I did oh, see that. That's a prequel? That's a prequel. Oh. Uh, it is it doesn't have either of these two actors in it. Uh Jeff Daniels oh. or Jim Carrey. 
But then Dumb and Dumber 2 is a sequel, and I did not see that. That's a, like, that was made in, like, I don't know, in the last 10 years like or 2014 something, right? or something, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite joke from this movie? Yeah, I think it's probably the 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 town's that way joke. Yeah, the I, last one. I just think that it's the it's Jim Carrey's delivery that really sells it. So I it's that, he does play as it's very like he's being a ham like right. It's that way. Yeah. Like yes. That's a good that's good. Yeah. Uh Liza, are you ready for the surprise prize? Oh, am I ready? Oh, am I ready to talk about <laughs> anything but dumb and dumber? <laughs> well, you don't know yet. Uh-oh. If you could be in Dumb and Dumber, which one would you be? Can you hear the drums, Fernando? Uh, welcome to the Surprise Prize. Liza, what you got? All right. This Surprise Prize. I've got two little Wii games. <gasps> whoa they're not really i mean they're not going to be very complex you know me um one of them is a speed game okay and the other is kind of like a quiz which one do you want to do first uh let's do the speed game first all right so because we have not watched any other Jim Carrey movie for this podcast, and I feel kind of ashamed, or like I don't know, I feel weird about that. Again, that's Kaylin's fault. Yes, of course. I am gonna give you twenty-five seconds to name as many Jim Carrey movies as you can. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Three. Two, one. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Uh, the Mask. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, uh, the Truman Show. The Number Twenty Three. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, oh my God. Um, the The Majestic. Uh, sh- sh- Dumb and Dumber Two. Uh, why is this so hard? Why can't I think of anything else? Oh my God. Two, my brain. one. Damn. Oh, you can hear the alarm. Wow, you did better than I thought because it's hard. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's pretty good. Thank you. I feel like I left off some really obvious ones that I just can't think of right now. Yes, man. Internal sunshine of the spotless mm. mind. Cable guy. Cable guy. I like liar, cable. liar. Bruce Almighty. Batman Forever. Uh, you did. Name one of the East Ventura, but I'm not sure you named both of them. I named both of them. Okay, never mind. Those are some of the few that sure, are sure, very sure. famous. Ugh. Good job. Cable Guy, I I have a... That's another movie we may talk about at some point. <gasps> I've uh, never seen it. People is it scary? It's, it's one of his, like... I mean, especially for, like, his early career, it's pretty dark for stuff that he does. Because he's, like, a very... The poster always looked scary to me. It's... I mean, it's not a Jim Carrey slapstick comedy. I like it. It's a dark comedy, and he's really kind of creepy in it. 
Mm-hmm. I think he does very well as the creepy guy. Yeah, but it's to be fair. I like it. I like I I yeah. I'd be I'd be interested to talk to you about it. Maybe we'll do that sometime in the future. But um, yeah, maybe maybe once you've taken a break from me ruining your childhood. Yeah, once yeah once I've t- gotten over the trauma of you just shitting on my one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> anyway, the next game is uh. The sort of quiz game. Uh, that's I don't know. It's not a great game, but that's what I could come up with. I have uh, three questions, and it's going to sort of funnel into certain things. That doesn't mean anything to you right now. <laughs> if you were, if you were cast for a franchise movie mm-hmm. as as a, a partnered comedic group that mm-hmm. would you prefer being in a duo or a trio interesting um i think fuck <laughs> this is hard like i feel like this is now like like in a therapy session or something like i'm thinking like too much about like what does it mean about myself if i say one or the other um <laughs> Like if I say, what would you prefer? Like if I say, so here's my thought. I I think you can say both, and then we can go down both tunnels. uh, Well, there are there are pluses and minuses to both, but I think my first instinct is duo. Okay. And the reason why is, I think in like settings of three, I tend to hang back a little bit Mm. and let the other two do the like majority of talking. So from a like purely selfish point of view i know i do better in like duo situations but also like i i feel like i'd be paired with two people that i also would like enjoy doing something with so Mm -hmm. at that same time like i you know would enjoy watching two people that i enjoy being funny with each other and then but yeah in a duo setting i think i i would shine more of course so, if you were, which out of these pairs, these duos, mm-hmm. would you prefer being? So, theoretically, you're one of the two in each pair. Okay. I have Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Timon and Pumbaa, uh-huh. Jay and Silent Bob, Okay. Uh. Wayne and Garth, mm-hmm. Heech and Chong, <laughs> Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, uh-huh. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, or Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Oh wow! <laughs> so I have to pick which one I would I would like to be from each of those. Yeah. Can you? Is it start? What was the first one? Beavis, Beavers, Beavis and, and Butthead. Yeah. I think Butthead. <clears throat> Beavis is... Wait, 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 wait. Pick one out of the group. Oh, okay. One... Du- sorry, sorry. <laughs> Pick one out of the group. Okay. Uh... One duo. Which, like, which duo you would rather be in? I would like to be in Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, then... Would you rather be paired with Jackie Chan or with Chris Tucker? Oh. 
I made a mistake because now I can <laughs> choose between the two of them. Oh shit! <laughs> we can do each one of them oh, too. Man. Yeah, maybe I want to be in a three person, and I'm with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Um, I guess That's not I, an option, but sure. <laughs> I guess shoot. Uh, Chris Tucker would make me laugh for sure. I don't think I could keep my lines. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I also can't imagine that I'd be able to hold it together if I was paired with Jackie Chan. That's true. I love him so much that like, I think it would be like distracting how much mm-hmm. I'm like fawning over him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the nice thing is that if I'm teamed up with Jackie, he's the one doing most of the stunts. So yeah, I'm not, you're, you're the goof and he's the muscle. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to whitewash Rush Hour. Asian wash. Asian wash. Half Asian, half whitewash. Uh, Rush Hour. This is perfect. Yeah. Uh, great. Good answer. Do you have, do you have a, a, an answer for that for yourself? For myself? Yeah. No. I just wanted you to answer. Oh, okay. Fair. I don't know. I think maybe like. Okay, so I had also added uh, Mary Kate and Ashley because I was like, all of none of these are female mm-hmm. characters. But then so I the, was like, the they're best, not really comedic. Are the they? best female duo you could think of was Mary Kate and Ashley, <laughs> who are twins. And then I was like, wait, but you can't replace one twin, otherwise it's just a random ass sister. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Also, not like not the, not known for their comedy. No, they're known for being twins. Yeah, which like defeats the purpose. Right. What about Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan from The Parent Trap? Uh oh. <laughs> Although in the trio, you want to hear the trio categories? Sure. I had the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. The, Duh. The hyenas from Lion King. Mm. Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. And then I had Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> Good trio. The Ghostbusters and then Mean Girls. Mm. Like the plastics from Mean Girls. Interesting. I would have not picked the plastics, by the way. I don't know. I would love to be a, a Karen or something. That'd be hilarious. But then you're friends with Regina and um, Lacey Chabert's character. Yeah, and then they'd be mean to me. It's like the ultimate fan Oh, you want them to be mean to you. (laughs) It's like you you like going to those restaurants where the servers are like intentionally mean to you. (laughs) No, I say that, but I don't think I'd like it. I think I I actually would be really easy to hurt my feelings. I would be devastated. I mean, I did hate high school girls. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm 1000% more sensitive now than I was in high school. So like (laughs) if I were to go like somehow be transposed back to high school with my sensitivity. Now I'd be destroyed like on a daily yeah. basis, especially as somebody as like smart and cutting as Regina George. Yeah. Who like seems to like hone in on your weakness. I mean, she would tear me apart in like less than a day. That's true. She'd be the bus and you'd be the Regina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd be in an emotional mental neck brace for the rest of my life. But Hey, you'd be cool and rocking it. Yeah, um, that's right. Great, good answer. Thank you. I don't know. Out of a duo, hmm. I mean, I love Pumbaa. Right. 
I think he'd be a cool friend. I think you, yeah, Pumbaa would be the person I'd want to be friends with out of Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, Timo, Timon is a, a little, a little much. He's a little much, <laughs> but he's he's also. I think he'd be fine, but yeah, I think Pumbaa is probably the better friend mm-hmm, of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of good duos, you could be a good duo with your own. You and your Patreon subscription can be the best duo. Uh, go over to patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio and you get bonus podcasts every week for $5 a month. That's it. Wow. So Imagine. much content for your ears. So much content. And uh, speaking of more content, you can follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Throwback to School and someday on Twitter. At you'll TBT see a school appear yes and someday you'll see a tweet <laughs> sorry did i say that out loud mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow everybody see you tomorrow bye <laughs>